on a Friday morning connection. We're here with our friend from Trinity Chapel Church, Reverend Charlene Laver with This Is My Story. Good morning. Good morning, Brittany. I'm going to head right into this ASAP. I have much to share. Let's get started. Good Friday morning, City of Du Bois and surrounding communities. I am Charlene Laver, pastor of Trinity Chapel Du Bois, inviting you to journey along with me with a message on, In Jesus' Name I Pray. My only request is that you would agree to allow your hearts to be enlarged, challenged, transformed by the renewing of your mind. Oh, Lord, hear our prayer. Let's take a moment of silence to prepare our hearts and minds and connect with God on this good Friday morning. Let us pray. Dear Father God, Jesus and Holy Spirit, I love you and choose to serve you today. I come boldly to your throne of grace and present my body a living sacrifice to you. I put on the mind of Christ today, and I put my times in your hands and ask you to search me and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart Be acceptable in thy sight and create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. I surrender my mind, body, soul, and spirit to you. Teach me to walk in faith and not by sight. Keep my hand to the plow and keep me in perfect peace. Help me to work out my salvation, to press toward the mark of the high calling of Jesus Christ, and to be content in whatsoever state I am in. I yield to the leading and guiding of the Holy Spirit. I stand before you having my loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, having my feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, whereby I shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Wearing the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. I bind up Satan in my life in the name of Jesus. I bind up the spirits of anger, pride, hatred, bitterness, fear, resentment, jealousy, strife, rejection, doubt, and sickness. And I loosen a new baptism of love and a gentle spirit in me, and a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Help me to decrease so you can increase, to prosper and to be in health even as my soul prospers, and daily load me with benefits. Make thy strength perfect in my weakness. Let thy perfect will be done in my life today, and help me to pick up my cross and follow you. 
fight my battles today and I will hold my peace. I know there is nothing too hard for you and you are able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that I ask or think. I ask all of this in faith, nothing wavering. In Jesus' name, I pray. In Jesus' name, I pray. This form of communion with God holds the promise of intimate interaction with our Heavenly Father. And that intimate relationship is the foundation for everything else we do as followers of Jesus. Let's take, for example, the scripture passage found in Matthew 7, 7. In fact, let's rest or contemplate for a moment on the scripture passage of Matthew 7, 7. The heading or pericope for this passage is titled, Ask, Seek, Knock. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. I am sure you have all read this scripture or even memorized it. However, I am going to ask you to make it more personable by adding just one word, the I word. I ask, and it will be given to me. I seek, and I will find. I knock, and the door will be opened to me. I have presented to you the master key to unlocking the door to prayer. I, I ask, and I seek you, Lord. I knock, and that door will be opened to me. I means I intentionally position myself to be in relationship with the Lord through prayer. Prayer is held up in Scripture as the first vital work of the believer as demonstrated by Jesus. So where do we start? As disciples of Jesus, I can think of no better example than when the disciples cried out to Jesus to teach them how to pray. As it is written, one day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. Luke 11, 1. Jesus starts his instruction by saying, when you pray, not if, but when. What follows is what has come to be known as the Lord's Prayer. So, how do I pray like Jesus? I praise God, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. In the prayer Jesus taught us, he started with praising God. You should too. I seek God's will. Thy kingdom come. 
Thy will be done. Do you know what God's purpose for your life is? Whether you answer yes or no, you should continually seek God's plan for your life. I seek God's favor. Give us this day our daily bread. What is it that you are in need of? Strength, healing, deliverance, abundance. God has all those things and is just waiting on you to ask him for them. I seek and give forgiveness. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. If you want your prayers heard and answered, you must profess and seek forgiveness for your sins. You must also forgive those who have hurt you. God knows. Let it go. I seek his protection. Lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. Whatever is your weakness, seek God's protection from it. I acknowledge God, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Let God know that you know he is the one in complete control. I Thank God. In every recorded prayer that Jesus spoke, he gave God thanks. If Jesus thought it was important to give God thanks, you should too. Prayer is both marvelous and mysterious. The idea of communicating with the creator of the universe seems almost outrageous. However, as Christians, praying ought to be like breathing, easier to do than not to do. But what do I pray for, you may ask? We pray for a variety of reasons. Prayer is a form of serving God, Luke 2, 36 through 38, and obeying him. We pray because God commands us to pray, Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Prayer is exemplified for us by Christ who sought the Father's will, Mark 1, 35, Acts 1, 14. What does God intend? God intends prayer to be the means of obtaining his solutions in a number of situations. We pray in preparation for major decisions, Luke 6, 12 through 13. To overcome demonic barriers, Matthew 17, 14 through 21. To gather workers for the spiritual harvest, Luke 10, 2. To gain strength to overcome temptation, Matthew 
26:41, and to obtain the means of strengthening others spiritually. Ephesians 6, 18 through 19. To demonstrate our faith in God, that he will do as he has promised in his word and bless our lives abundantly more than we could ask or hope for. Ephesians 3.20 To access the secrets and mysteries in God's heart. Jesus paid the price of our access to the Father. To discern his will. We come to God with our specific requests, and we have God's promise that our prayers are not in vain, even if we do not receive specifically what we ask for. Matthew 6, 6, and Romans 8, 26 through 27. He has promised that when we ask for things that are in accordance with his will, he will Give us what we ask for. 1 John 5, 14 through 15. Sometimes he delays his answers according to his wisdom and for our benefit. In these situations, we are to be diligent and persistent in prayer. Matthew 7, 7, Luke 18, 1 through 8. Prayer should not be seen as our means of getting God to do our will on earth, but rather as a means of getting God's will done on earth. God's wisdom far exceeds our own. He lays out the agenda on earth as it is in heaven and then releases us to run with it and make it happen in the power of the Holy Spirit. A lack of prayer. Oh, you were hoping I wouldn't go there. I must. A lack of prayer demonstrates a lack of faith and a lack of trust in God's word. Prayer is our primary means of seeing God work in our lives and others. Because it is our means of plugging into God's power, it is our means of defeating Satan and his army that we are powerless to overcome by ourselves. We will never see the results of answered prayer unless we pray. Therefore, may God find us often before his throne, for we have a high priest in heaven who can identify with all that we go through. Hebrews 4, 15 through 16. We have his promise that the fervent prayer of a righteous man accomplishes much. James 5, 16 through 18. As it is written, my dear children, I am writing this to you so that you will not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate who pleads our case before the Father. He is Jesus Christ, the one who is truly righteous. 1 John 2, 1. 
For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet he did not sin. Hebrews 4.15 Therefore, he is able to save forever those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Hebrews 7 25. May God glorify his name in our lives as we believe in him enough to come to him often in prayer. Allow me to ask you a question. Why would God want to talk with us? Is there a right and wrong way to pray? Why does God answer some prayers but not others? Does it matter that we only have a little faith? Thankfully, the Bible gives us insight into the hows and whys of prayer. Since God invites us to talk with him, it's no surprise he gives us guidelines. Let's consider the following important verses on prayer. Luke 18, 13 through 14. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. These verses from the well-known story of the Pharisee and the tax collector praying in the temple reveals the prayer that allows us to enter into a relationship with God. God, have mercy on me, a sinner. The tax collector was honest with God about his sin. He humbled himself, repented, and acknowledged his need of God's mercy. God answered his prayer and saved him. Daniel 9:18 We do not make requests of you because we are righteous but because of your great mercy. This beautiful excerpt from Daniel's prayer on behalf of the Jews exiled in Babylon shows us a profound truth about prayer. That God answers our prayers because of his mercy, not our good works. Many believers think their good works obligate or persuade God to act on their behalf. And while God does call us to live holy lives, it is not our obedience that moves God to answer our prayers. It is his great mercy toward us. Bottom line, God's mercy, not our goodness, is the basis for answered prayer. James 4, 3. When you ask, you do not receive, because you ask with wrong motives, that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. This verse from the book of James tells us why God says no to many of our prayers. They are often selfish, self-centered, and sometimes downright bad for us. Because God is wise and loving like any good parent, he will not give things that will harm us or others. Bottom line, God will say no to our prayers if we ask for something for the wrong reason and for the wrong purpose. 1 John 5.14 This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. 
God delights in answering prayers that align with his will. But how do we know what God's will is? The most reliable way to know is by reading his word. As we see God through Bible reading and prayer, we get to know his heart and gain wisdom and spiritual insight. This gives us a greater understanding of how to pray according to his will and a greater chance of having our prayers answered. Bottom line, God answers every prayer that aligns with his will. And Matthew 26, 42, he, Jesus, went away a second time and prayed, My father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. Jesus set the supreme example of surrender and submission to the Father's will when he prayed for God to spare him from dying on the cross. He could have refused to die. Instead, in humble trust and submission, he prayed, May your will be done. Bottom line, we can surrender our will to God in complete confidence that he knows. He just knows. Let us pray the warrior's prayer. Lord, you are good, you are mighty, and you are merciful. You keep on taking care of me even when I don't deserve it. Praise you, Jesus. You are Lord. Give me another one, Lord. Guide me to who you want me to help. Raise up more that will call upon your name, Lord. Raise up those that love you and seek you and trust you. Raise them up, Lord. Raise them up. Lord, we need a generation of believers who are not ashamed of the gospel. We need an army of believers, Lord, that hate to be lukewarm and will stand on your word above all else. Raise them up, Lord. Raise them up. I pray for unity among those that know you. I pray that you will open their eyes so they can see your truth. I pray for your hand of protection and guidance. Raise up a generation that will take light into this world, that will not compromise when under pressure, that will not cower, Lord, when others fall away. Raise them up, Lord, that they will proclaim that there is salvation in the name of Jesus Christ. Raise up warriors who will fight with angels, Lord, who will worship you with their whole heart. Lord, call us to battle that we may proclaim your name, King of kings and Lord of lords. I pray these things with all my heart. Raise them up, Lord Jesus. Raise them up for your glory, your honor, and your praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, I call you to prayer. My dear listeners, I have just shared with you something very dear to my heart. The gift of prayer. My example of the Matthew 7, 7. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Passage was intentional. It is the foundation upon which Trinity Chapel deeply desires to know and connect with our listeners, and we are offering our hearts and prayers to reach out to you. We have established an email address, ijustask77 at gmail.com, desiring to pray for you. 
Secondly, should you have any questions regarding the topic of discussion, we would like to be available to answer any questions you may have as well. Please take a moment and email us with your prayer requests. We want you to know you are not alone in this journey of life, but rather you are loved and we want to journey with you in prayer. We long to hear from you. Again, the email address is ijustask77 at gmail.com. I Just Ask is your open door to our hearts and prayers.